Yesterday, no, I take it back. Thursday, I was on my way back from Florida on a plane, and I was sitting next to this guy from California. Real like, I mean, this is a a true hippie. Like, I, you've never met a guy like. I mean, you probably haven't met a guy like this, but this is like through and through everything you can imagine and more. You know. Um, one of the things that, that, would, that most characterized him, I said, what do you do for a living? He goes, I try not to do much at all, man. I try to stay cool. <laughs> okay. okay. I know what you're up to. Sounds good. So anyway, he was, it was so interesting. So, so he was talking to the, he was in the middle seat and he was talking to this guy to the right. And I remember hearing him talk and he was like, he started mentioning the word theology, theology, theology. And I'm like, why is he talking to this guy about theology? <laughs> the, anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just, I'll just mind my own business. So I'm going and reading my book. And, and he, he all of a sudden, at the end of the flight, he finally, I guess he reaches, like he, he vents like what he needs to, he says what he needs to say. Then he turns to me and he asks a very common question. If you're not Catholic, can you go and receive the Eucharist? And I mean, we've all heard this question from somebody, but you're not Catholic, can you go and receive the Eucharist? And I said no, and I gave, gave a few reasons and whatnot. He wasn't very satisfied. And looking back, it was kind of like, dang, I should have I had a better answer. So I'm going to give this homily to you guys as if I was giving it to him. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so let's answer the question then. Why can't everyone receive communion? I mean, this is the body and blood of Christ. Like, what, what gives here? And so I'm going to, there's three ways we can look at this. On the one hand, and I kind of told him this, everybody can receive communion. You just have to go through the proper channels. You just have to conform your life in such a way that you can do it. And everyone can do it. This option is open to every single human being with a pulse and with a soul. All right? That's all it takes. You just have to show up. If you, if you need RCA, we'll put you out of the RCA. If you need baptized, if, you, if you're young enough and you can just get baptized, we'll baptize you. If, if, if you, if you, I mean, really, that, that's all it takes. Show up. Hey, I want to be Catholic. Boom. We'll take care of you. Not a hard thing to do at all. Very possible. Very doable. And it's not, I mean, yes, does it take a little bit of work? Of course. But so does a bachelor's degree, so does a high school diploma, so does like everything worthwhile. It takes work. Yeah, I mean, but it's possible. And everyone can do it. It's not, we're, there's no test at the end of it that, that, that half, people, half the people take it fail, half the don't. That's ridiculous. So everyone, on the one hand, it's kind of, so why can't everyone receive communion? Everyone can. It just takes a little bit of work from certain people and certain people are already at that spot where they can receive. The second kind of point that we can, that the way to answer that, why can't everyone receive communion, is because exclusivity shows importance. Exclusivity shows importance. And what I mean by that is, is for those, whenever, whenever people really say that, is like, why can't everybody, like, why can't me as a Protestant go and receive? And the answer is, why doesn't Harvard give doctorates to every single person who applies? I mean, it's the same logic. I mean, this is, I mean, if they just did, if they just handed out pieces of paper, like, 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 say, just anybody who, 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 who was just walking around and not even really wanting it, it would mean nothing. A PhD from Harvard, Harvard would mean absolutely nothing. The reason why it means something is because it's so hard to acquire. It's so difficult to obtain. It takes a lot of work to get to that point, which is why, why it's worth so much. Which is, brings us back to the point, exclusivity 
In other words, kind of like a difficulty reveals importance. If anybody can receive it at any time, it's probably not worth all that much. It's probably, it desensitizes and strips the meaning out of the symbol behind it. So exclusivity shows importance. And the final point, the final, the easiest, the, the, the other way to look at it is, to, another way to answer that question, why can't everyone receive communion, is because great power requires great reverence. Great power requires great reverence. And we can see this all over the world. Electricity is a really awesome thing. I really appreciate it. It's keeping me cool right now. It's lighting up this building. It's really special. But if I go and I misuse electricity, like as if I grab two live wires and hold them together, I'll die. I mean, don't, so kids, don't try that at home. Whatever you do. Don't stick a fork in the electrical socket. Don't, I don't know, whatever. Don't, whatever, don't shock yourself, okay? You could die if you misuse electricity. You've got to reverence it. That's why I could never be an electrician. I would be dead within five days. I'm sure of it. I mean, because it it, it's such a dangerous thing to do. Because it requires great reverence. It requires a lot of respect for the laws of electricity. So if you're handling electricity, you have to, you have to respect its laws. Same thing applies to vehicles. Vehicles are awesome. I use a vehicle almost every single day. I love it. I mean, it's really, it's really a cool thing. I mean, it takes you from point A to point B. But if I misuse that vehicle, some, me or even worse, somebody else might, might get seriously hurt or possibly lose their life. We have to respect the laws of the road. We have to respect the laws of, of physics, the laws of, of braking, the laws of just the, everything that goes with using a vehicle. There has to be some reverence to the use of that. Finally, I mean, in my own personal favorite, firearms. I mean, those things are awesome. I mean, firearms, I mean, now they're more recreational. But back in the day, firearms were, were basically the reason, the, the, basically people's way to obtain food. Was they were essential. But if you misuse a firearm, somebody can get seriously, seriously hurt. Guys, it's no different with the Eucharist. Everything that I just listed, from electricity to vehicles to firearms, are all exceptionally powerful things. But those things pale in comparison to the power of the Eucharist. They're nothing compared to what the Eucharist can give you and I. They don't even hold a candle to it. Because while, yes, sure, these, 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 these different powerful things can, t- can maybe possibly take our lives, it's, they're only going to take our earthly lives. The Eucharist, if misused, can take our eternal lives. Another, another way to look at why that might be is we call the Eucharist the source and the summit of our faith. The source and the summit. Now, this sounds like a very pious thing, and you're right. It's pious, it's beautiful, it's wonderful imagery. But think about the imagery for a second. The summit of our faith. Every year we hear about 50 or so people who excitedly get ready and they go hike Mount Everest. And unfortunately they lose their lives because it's the highest peak in the world. It's exceptionally dangerous to go there. And what happens? They're usually not prepared. And what happens? They, it, ends up taking their, it ends up leading to the loss of their life. And it's the same thing with the Eucharist. If you don't have the strength to hike up a mountain, you probably shouldn't do it you don't have the strength to receive the Eucharist, you probably shouldn't take it. It's the reason why we say if you're in mortal sin, you should not take the Eucharist. Your, your body and your soul are not in a place where you can possibly summit the mountain. You'll die on the way up. 
And, the, and so basically what that means is ultimately if we follow the logic, he's the receiving the Eucharist. If it is like a mountain, if it is God kind of the, the, even dwarfs the power of a firearm, receiving the Eucharist is the most dangerous thing you and I can possibly do. By far. The most dangerous thing. Because it could lead to the removal of our eternal life. Because it's so big, it's so powerful, it's so great. That if we don't handle it with reverence, we can be in trouble. And it's the reason why we don't give the Eucharist to everybody. Because it could lead to their death. It's also the reason why Jesus tells us, Do not fear the one who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill the soul. That is God. We need to fear God. It's something we've kind of lost a lot over the years. We've lost the fear of God. We, we kind of see God as like this, this very often, not, I don't think you guys, but like throughout the world, God is kind of like a senile Santa Claus. Why would he ever hurt me? But the reality is, is there's power there. There's strength there. And if we cross it, it could go wrong. And you might be wondering, is this my opinion? And you know, I respect that question. And I want to just, just tell you the prayer that I pray before I receive the Eucharist. Every single Mass. This is written inside the Missal. So inside the Missal, you'll notice right before the priest receives the Eucharist, he's muttering prayers. And it's, it's a kind of a shame that you guys can't hear what he's saying. I mean, I know, understand why can, it's for him. It's not for everybody. But, but just listen to the words of, these pray, the, of this prayer that, 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 we, that we have to pray. May the receiving of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me a protection of mind and body and a healing remedy. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation. There's a real fear there because we're dealing with something powerful. We're dealing with something great. You know, and this, is, this might be a side note, but I often think that this might be why only men are called to the priesthood because arguably this is the most dangerous job you can do. Yes, you can, fall, you can fall off a radio tower. Yes, you can, you can really injure yourself offshore. Yes, you can do these other dangerous jobs. But like I said, that's just the body. This is the soul. And so to cross the Lord in a state of mortal sin, if a priest receives in a state of mortal sin, he's done. Very dangerous. The reason why the priest has to stay pure at all times. So my point being, guys, is that's the answer. The answer the reason why the Eucharist is not something that, that can be given to just anybody and everybody without proper dispos- disposition. Because it's dangerous. It's great. And those things that have great power require great reverence. So may we, may we echo this in our lives. May we have great reverence for the Eucharist, knowing full well that every time we go to receive the Eucharist, you and I are receiving the most powerful, the most beautiful, and yet arguably the most dangerous thing you can possibly receive. Amen.